Ready? Should we go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Second Estate, where this week we actually found Avril Lavigne's tie, but <gasps> Hannah lost it again. So now we have to look for it again. Classic, mate. Um, anyway, welcome to both our audio only listeners and also our video watchers. Uh, as usual, we are going to be going over um, a couple of culturally relevant stories from the week and then taking a deep dive into one in particular. As always, we are your hosts. I am Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about Beck Judd taking to her Instagram stories wearing a free Melbourne t-shirt, the ongoing debate around who is the best Hollywood Chris, and finally wrapping up with the online streaming platform Quibi being shut down after only six months. Dun, so dun, yeah, dun. yeah, it's um, it's it was an interesting week of of choosing topics. I feel it like was. because there was so much going going on. I don't really even know how we got to these three. Neither do I. It's a bit random. Like I feel like there was better really stuff random. than what there we There was chose. better stuff. I'm like when I was doing the research, I was like, we should have picked like X, Y, and Z over this. I know, so did I. I was like, why the fuck are we talking about Beck Judd? But anyway, but, I mean, I guess a bit of localized fun for our loyal Melbourne listeners. Exactly. I feel like we often do international stories. Yeah. Um, so we're coming back home just in case anyone wants to offer us a radio gig. We can talk about just Melbourne stuff. Yeah. If, um, if anyone from uh, any of the radio networks, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, Fox is, FM. Fox FM, if you're listening. <laughs> we are here. available. Oh. Com- completely available. Yeah. Um, anyway, how, is, how are you going? Um, oh, I have to preface <laughs> saying that I'm having a gallbladder attack, which is like these things, these uh, gallbladder attacks that I have are quite... They're ongoing. Yeah, ongoing, but it's it's fine. They go for like several hours at a time, but I'm... I may have to take some painkillers in the middle of the episode, but they make me a little bit drowsy. So I'm going to put it off as long as I can because I'm a little bit worried that by the end I'll be like really nonsensical. But if if I'm like, if you're like watching on video and I'm like writhing around a little bit, (laughs) I'm like, it's fine. Don't like, don't, you don't have to feel sympathy. Hannah's a naturally sympathetic person, whereas I'm not. Sorry for everyone except me. If the roles were reversed right now, I'd be like, nice. Um, like, get over yeah. it. Like, yeah. you're Sorry, like, the show good. must go on no matter what. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, you're... I literally was like, we don't have to record today. And you were like, um, no, we do. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's fine if one of us is sick. You're like, hell or high water. The show yeah. is fucking yeah. being recorded. <laughs> you're bleeding from all limbs. And I'm like, yeah. and I've been shot works. and you're yeah. out of the hospital and you're like, you can still record this afternoon, right? Yeah. Or, you can yeah. still speak. So you can yeah. still record. Exactly. Um, how was, how was your week? Um, just, you know. I don't know. Yeah. We had a public holiday on Friday, which was nice. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been spending a lot of time, again, at Edinburgh Gardens. Um, oh, yeah. It's drinking. a really Melbourne episode, everyone. It is a very Melbourne episode, but I feel like I mentioned that last time I'm always at the park, but I guess that's yeah. like the only place to socialise. But, yeah. That's true. been at the park a lot. I have annual leave this week, which is That's nice. big for you. It is big for me. I have some time off, and I'm a little bit, like, weirdly nervous about having annual leave because I'm, like... I'm so used to just always working, but I'm like, what? Do, I have time off. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I relax? I don't know how to. Yeah. Just not be. 
You're stress. so caught up in the capital- <laughs> capitalist machine that you just I, can't uh, turn off. I don't, I don't have any value unless I'm like completing Working. a productive task. In Otherwise the, I'm just, um, in the rat race, in the hamster wheel. I'm definitely in the rat race. I, I'm pro capitalism because it allows me to <laughs> race, channel, other ch- race other rats and channel, <laughs> channel my like nervous energy at something. Whereas yeah, now right. when I have nothing to do, I'm like, I feel anxious, but now I have nothing to be anxious yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, So right. I'm like, where do I put this? Anyway. No, that makes so that's sense, good. actually. It would be maybe, good for me to... Maybe you could do like... some woodworking or something that's like... Maybe. I don't know. It requires both your hands and your mind. Oh, that's why I knit. So I'll be doing some knitting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Continuing to watch the eighth season of Vampire Diaries. Yes, if you didn't know, there are eight seasons of Vampire Jesus Diaries. Um, it's truly gotten to the point where it's like, it. this shouldn't have been made but um like i'm still watching i just it was crowdfunded get... they made they, the last season of vampire diaries they set up a gofundme and they like, really oh. though like it's well nina dobrev is ne- not even in it oh isn't she the main character she left leaves after the second the sorry the second season the sixth season and good on her because i think she was like i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead has some respect for herself has some yeah. self-respect as an actress um yeah. So she left after the sixth season, but it means all like the peripheral characters have like come into the mm, fore no. now, which is never including the H2O, including the H two O girls. No, she is in the original originals, which is the spin off. Isn't there two of them? Aren't there two H two O girls in Vampire Diaries? Yes, they're both in the originals now. Love Cleo and Emma, aka okay, Phoebe Tonkin and Claire Holt. Claire Holt. Yep. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> should we start the episode? Yeah. Okay. Um, so on Wednesday, I believe, I think, some someday around Wednesday, yeah. Dad posted a series of stories to Instagram in which she was wearing a T-shirt that said Free Melbourne on it. Free Melbourne, uh, of course, alluding to the lockdown that those of us in Metro Melbourne have been in for the last five years um, <laughs> because of coronavirus. I don't know how long it's actually been. I think it's been like close to six months, though, that we've done in terms of like the first lockdown we had and the second lockdown if you add them together i think it was end of march or like early april so yeah and then we had like I two think... weeks off at some point and then went back in it's all right. blurred into yeah one... i don't know so anyway okay so this t-shirt is apparently available to buy for 40 dollars, and all the proceeds go to beyond blue i don't know if, i don't think beck's selling them herself but she clearly no. bought one um and as expected you know there was a fair bit of backlash uh being to Beck Judd wearing the t-shirt being that she lives in a multi-million dollar house in Brighton with her famous footballer husband so same. people um yeah I wish <laughs> um so people it's fucking same <laughs> as usual anyway Hannah what did you think um well on that note I just loved how every piece of news coverage they wrote about this whether it was pedestrian tv or the daily mail yeah in their like summation of Beck Judd yeah. highlighted the $7.3 million mansion yeah. that she lives they, in Brighton. They, it was like, why? Like, it, the money was so specific, specific every time. Amount. Well, cause, I guess because $7.3 million is a lot of money. It's yeah, also so yeah. funny because WAGs are like the freest people in Australia. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> WAGs from literally. Melbourne can literally just like they could probably go overseas without quarantining. Like I'm assuming yeah. they no, have well, that much freedom of movement at the moment. Yeah. Well, those who, for those who don't know, who don't follow like AFL or whatever, all the wags for players who are currently playing have got to go with the players um, mm. up to the hubs, which, which are where they're keeping all the AFL players in like Queensland or wherever that most of them are in Queensland. Um, yeah. So they're all enjoying a free trip to Queensland. And I don't think they have to quarantine. 
I don't I think. Uh, I don't I think they I have think to they at do, the start. I don't know. Like, they think, don't have to quarantine. I think they did have to, but I'm not sure. But either way, they got an all expenses trip paid to Queensland with their um, like they need it. Yeah, like it's with like... their footy player boyfriends or husbands or whatever. Yeah. Um, the season's over now. But, I mean, she obviously doesn't have a husband who is currently playing, but you'd think the next best thing to a hub would be uh, a Brighton mansion. But or, yes. I've never I, lived in a Brighton mansion. I'm not going to lie, I did think that her husband was playing football still. So No, he's, he's not. <laughs> really done my research yeah. before making claims. Um. Yeah, but I guess that's... I just found that particularly funny. I also just felt like with Beck Judd, I'm like, it's... I'm just like, okay. Like, I was... Mm. I, I've never expected anything more from no, Beck Judd. No, exactly. So I'm like... So I'm like, I, you know, and I, what I did love about this whole thing is that um, the person that she tagged... Because originally I was like, okay, I Googled free Melbourne t-shirt. I Googled the, all these things and I was like, where did she buy this from? Like, I'm confused about what this Beyond Blue thing is. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then special shout out to Holly, who's our friend who's a journalist, gave me some extra info this morning, actually, um, because she just knows everything about these things. About Big Judd. About Big Judd and just like everyone in general. That's, I guess, yeah. what we have to do as a journalist. But um, her, um, so the person that she bought it off is this, I can't remember her Instagram handle, but is obviously just like another Brighton mum. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, really? All, okay. Yeah. She Well, she at least. Correct that's me if I'm funny. wrong. I'm sorry if, if that's not correct, anyone. That's but she looks funny. like that. She just literally looks like another Brighton mum who's, like, got a photo of her wearing a free Melbourne T-shirt. And then if you go onto the Instagram, the, if anyone who wants to look, the Instagram handle is free Melbourne 2020 Oh, it's so just, it's just fully set up just for this? Just to sell these T-shirts and yeah. they donate the proceeds to Beyond Blue. And all of the photos of the women wearing these free Melbourne T-shirts either look like they own a there are women in front of clothing shops that i assume are on either the main street in brighton or like <laughs> high street in malvern right and you can those right. like little boutiques yeah. or they're like just like you know mums like i just like yeah. mums from brighton though they're all yeah. like that's what i think makes it so funny is it's just all these people who don't need to be free because yeah. they're like i get that maybe they're like clothing store might have been hit a little bit mm. hard by lockdown, but, it, but it's it like... It was just a hobby anyway, so it didn't Yeah, you off. didn't need it for an income, yeah. <laughs> so I'm no, sure I, you're fine. I just feel like yeah. with Beck Judd, like, specifically, I, I think, like, her wearing a T-shirt like that is big... Like, she's too basic to even realise how unfavourable that is yeah. as a celebrity. I almost, yeah. like, admire how tone-deaf it is because at, yeah. at least she's being honest and not pretending she cares that there are people worse off than her. Yeah, like most celebrities now have been backed into a corner in which they have to pretend that they yeah. care about like yeah. those less fortunate or whatever. But but they obviously feel the same way as Beck Judd. Totally. Um, but they just get roasted for expressing it online, whereas she's just kind of like, meh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Like, which in a in a way, I'm like, at least you're honest. Like, at least you're not faking it. You really no, do I agree. Feel hard done by, um, mm. and you have no problem sharing it with people to the you know, misfortune of the Twitter verse or whatever to the Instagram verse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, what's quite funny about her is that she's sort of like, and I don't expect anything more from Beck Judd, as I said, but she's kind of like flip flopped between opinions about yeah. lockdown. So her opinion about, and she's been slammed for this as well, is that her opinion about, um, when the commission housing towers were put into, full lockdown 
when was that? I can't remember when it was. But anyway, it, it's all middle, could you someone like middle of it was literally two years ago, and I'd be like, oh yeah, it was two. Years yeah, ago. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I think it was in between lockdown, so like June, July, and yeah. um, she basically said, she's quoted saying, "Small term, small term pain or short term pain for long term gain." Um, so, so she, she was pro locking down the housing towers. Mm. But not Brighton. <laughs> yeah, no. But then she's also come out and on her Instagram story, she's been like advertising some children's product. Oh, and I been, saw like, this. Perfect for ISO and upcoming school holidays, as it seems. Dictator Dan will be locking Victorians in our homes even longer with an eye rolling emoji. <laughs> just, just like, I love I mean, how, I love how just you're so toned down. Yeah, <laughs> just completely don't toned down. Like, but it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, like she is toned down. At least she's not pretending to be otherwise. I, like I, I, I mean, it's probably bad that she hasn't sought to sort of quote unquote educate herself. I yeah. guess a little bit, but it's like that's not the reality of the world she lives in anyway. Yeah, I assume uh, anyone, any of these celebrities who like actually like speak out about something mm. after doing their education, like the agent probably wrote it for them. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not necessarily convinced that they like, unless it's care. Mark Seymour's Facebook posts, which were written by him. <laughs> I swear, not his agent. Or his manager, Michael. The Tarago um, Diaries. Anyway, the Tarago Diaries. It's actually his manager writing every single one of them. <laughs> They're so long. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you read one, long. let me know. Yeah. They're so long. I'm um, sorry, Dad. I've tried to read some of them and I can't finish them. No, they're beautifully anyway, written by one of Australia's greatest living songwriters. Um, there yeah. you go, Mark. Um, that's a, shout, that's <laughs> a really like, kind shout you. out. Come on the show sometime. Um, thank you. Um, anyway... Uh, anyway um, but there are still protests going on quite frequently in Melbourne, which I only discovered through looking at this story. Like, I didn't yeah. realise how frequently people are protesting. And, like, a few hundred people. Like, it's a lot hmm. of people going to these protests and being, like, pepper sprayed by police. Did you see the police um, horse thing at the shrine? Someone, like, tried to punch a police hit. horse or something? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. No, it's not No, someone hit like, the horse. It's sorry, not Sorry, cool. I'm sorry. Obviously hit a horse. But it's funny because it's like hitting a horse can only fuck you up. <laughs> like, it's like you hit a horse and like, yeah, it might hurt the horse a little bit. Guess what hurts a lot more? A horse kick to the head. Like... <laughs> No, I read that, that, like, oh, somebody had been arrested for, like, hitting the horses and the, the, the police statement was, like, thank God none of the horses were injured. And I was, like, I agree. Like, no, if anyone's, anyone's going to get hurt, I fucking hope it's not horses. You forced the horses to be there mm. and they should be protected. Um, yeah. Me starts working for Peter. Um, yeah. Hannah's really passionate about her horses. She's, like, a horse girl. <laughs> horse girl. <laughs> I used to do equestrian. No, I didn't. Um, I used to be a vegan, though, and I did one day at once dream of being working for Peter. Did you um, really? I did when I was vegan. Yeah, like, there's a reason you haven't told me that. Probably. Yeah. That's the reason I haven't told anyone that. I'm going to like yeah. get hate for thinking I could have worked at Peter. Anyway. Um, Just throwing like flower bombs on cele unsuspecting celebrities at Red Carpet. No, another campaign they did once was like, I saw a video of it and they'd opened up a handbag store in like, I'm not sure where it was in an Asian country. I think maybe Hong Kong. Anyway. Mm. Um, and people would go into the store and open the leather bags and it would just be guts inside. <laughs> it's like, that's not I mean, changing people's mind. It's just it's, grossing them it's out. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That's, wow. Anyway, I'm going to start a movement protecting police horses, horses. and make people go into shops. And, you like, might open... struggle getting, because I feel like the people who, like, support animal rights are not the people who support police as well. 
So you might have a hard time trying to get those two audiences together. Wait, um, say that again. The people who... people who support animal rights or are very passionate about animal rights, particularly horses, anti-Melbourne Cup people. Yeah, you could say, um, don't really like the police. So yeah, so wouldn't they be like, let's protect police? Well, no, I mean, the horses work for the police, so they're they're cops too. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Because the they're t- it's a hard because the, yeah. because the horses are police horses, as in they're policemen. Yeah, the, yeah, they, they want... have a badge. Question mark. <laughs> they, they wear a fucking like. They, if they had a little hat, I would die. <laughs> oh my god, I want to start a new charity that's hats for police horses, little police hats. We get on them the... hats and little uniforms that they oh. have to wear around their neck with a badge. Just up the abuse, basically. <laughs> It just makes it harder for the horses to do their jobs. Yeah. I feel like people would like be cute, nicer to them more often because it's like, oh, he's wearing, he's wearing an outfit. I shouldn't hit him. Anyway, sorry, that's a big tangent. Um, but yes, there are still uh, protests going on quite frequently in Melbourne. And I kind of wish that I could see Miss Beck Judd, uh, Mrs. Beck Judd, sorry, um, yeah. on the streets joining them. Like that would be my yeah. dream is to see Beck Judd at a free Melbourne protest with the rest of them. I feel like she's not beyond doing that. You don't think so? No, I feel like if push came to shove, Beck Judd might do it. Although it might like jeopardise her contract with Chadston Shopping Centre in some way, Mm. so maybe not. Um, no, I don't think. I don't if think she, she hit would. a police horse, she might struggle to do the, I don't the think spring Judd... summer campaign. Yeah, I don't think she'll be hitting a police horse anytime soon. I mean, um, but I we've all don't got our think. I don't think she would because I think that she would um, – I don't think she's actually wi- – I don't think she even knows what she's saying when she wears the free Melbourne T-shirt. No. I Like, I don't think she's – she's like, yeah, let's get out of lockdown. But, like, she wouldn't say anything else about it. Like, I don't think she's necessarily – do you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah, can't no, imagine I, don't, she I think really it's knows. just sort of one – like, a vague thought that's entered her head and she's like, I want to go back out to the gym and stuff. I'm like, same, babe. Like, but yeah. we we – Unfortunately, it's not how it works, and you probably have a home gym anyway. Like I feel like she's yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's seven, just yeah, yeah. seven point three million. I'd hope I had a home gym if yeah. If you spent that much on the house, you would really yeah. hope you had a home gym, wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. Should we move on? I feel like yeah. we took too long to talk about the police horses. Yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> our next story. So apparently there is this ongoing debate on Twitter slash like online in general about which Chris. Hollywood Chris, so actor Chris, is the best and worst Chris out of all the Hollywood Chrises, including Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, aka my king, Chris Pine, and Chris Pratt. So most recently, and I'm fairly sure this is where I, where it started. I couldn't quite like yeah ascertain this, but I'm pretty sure it was writer Amy Berg tweeted a poll or just like a tweet saying vote like with a picture of each of them voting who would you get rid of if you had to get rid of. One any of the Chris's and Chris Pratt was once again voted the least favorite or like the the most dispensable Chris out of the Chris's. He's consistently voted bottom of the ladder. Um, so if for whatever reason you don't know who Chris Pratt is, you probably do. But like he's been mm. he started in Parks and Recreation and now he's known for being in like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Avengers, and Jurassic World. Um, but in this particular instance, so what makes this as he's voted 
when they do have these random polls. What makes this particularly different is that all of these big celebrities have come to his defense, as in his mm. friends. So there was Mark Ruffalo, who was also in the Avengers as um, the Hulk, his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and then his co-star from Guardians of the Galaxy, Zoe Saldana. And for some reason, they're all just like saying he's such a great guy, like stop yeah. attacking him, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that's kind of the gist of what's happened. What were your thoughts on Well, I mean, I saw that because there was like an E. The thing that the first thing I saw about it was um, E News or E whatever mm. post, did like a poll on their website, which they then posted on Instagram. Like, was it E about. News? Yeah, it was. I think Everyone, it was, I read it said yeah. this writer. Okay, sorry. No, I think she did Me, it, but I think news. maybe off the back of that, they did it. it either okay. way, the first, first I heard of it was because his wife commented on the e-news instagram post Uh being like he's an amazing man like defending him because he was losing in the poll um and i was like for god's sake woman like have some class like don't sink to the level of commenting on an e-news post like the whole thing would have literally blown over in 10 minutes if she didn't engage who reads who votes in e-news polls No one. no one. Like, <laughs> it, like, like it would have been done. If she, she hadn't just, said anything, it would have just she gone away. Just took yeah. the bait. Like, it's yeah. so easy. And I was like, why did this become a thing? Like, it was a harmless little stupid poll. Mm. Um, I think it's, maybe... No, it's funny. Sorry to interrupt you, but her mm. response was particularly heartfelt. Like, it was like yeah, this whole thing, like, resorting to bullying of Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, whoa what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is just a poll. It's just like, and it's an ongoing thing. So it's, mm. I don't understand why she's reacted to it with this kind of like, she seems deeply hurt or seemed deeply hurt by mm. the fact that he was losing this in-news poll. But yeah, anyway, it, was, it was, no, I, I mean, I just found that whole part bizarre. I was like, this didn't need to become anything. You didn't need no. Robert Downey Jr. doing some dedication to him. Like, it, it was not necessary. Can I necessary. read his, I have his dedication written here. Yeah, read it. So yeah, so Robert Downey Jr., who plays um, Iron Man, for those who don't know. I'm assuming everyone will be like, yes, we know. But yeah. um, this is his, his quote on Instagram. What a world, dot, dot, dot. The sinless, in quotes, are casting stones at my hashtag brother, Chris Pratt, dot, dot, dot. A real hashtag Christian who lives by hashtag principle has never demonstrated anything but hashtag positivity and hashtag gratitude. And he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and just plain fact insists on service as the highest value. If you take issue with Chris, I've got a novel idea. Delete your social media accounts, sit on your own defects of hashtag character, work on them in capital letters, then celebrate your humanness at Pratt Pratt Pratt, Chris Pratt's Instagram handle, hashtag got your back back back. Anyway. Are we missing something? Was there something where there was like a protest on the street, like asking <laughs> to like quit acting? Because it yeah. actually seems like it was an E News poll, like yeah. I'm or just so like a random writer posting it on Twitter. Yeah, bizarre. Like it's, yeah, I don't. Anyway, I mean, I like who is okay. Who is your favorite Chris? Because I want to discuss this. Well, I've kind of already said that. Well, but, yeah. Um, Chris Evans is my favorite Chris because right. I had my list of reasons. Um, but because he's very close to my heart, um, I just love him so much. Both him and Cat, I'm just going to write what I wrote. Both him and Captain America make my heart skip a beat. He just seems so cute and nice, and he's such a good actor. And I'm sorry, Angus, but if wanted to date, if he wanted to date me, I don't think I'd say no. Um, he also helped that. Oh, fuck, I can't remember her name. I should have written this down. But have you seen that video of him at like the the Oscars? Like last year, helping that actress up onto stage after she tripped. No. 
Okay, well, people are know what are you talking about, but it's really cute. <laughs> he's just cute. I just love him. And he's really good yeah. at acting. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, who's your favourite? My favourite is Chris Pratt. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's I a spanner find, in the yeah, works. I find him the hottest by far out of all of them. Yeah. Really? He is like, I just don't understand how anyone wouldn't choose Chris Evans. Like, Really? Just... See, Chris Evans is the most vanilla. No, maybe Chris Pine's the most vanilla to, to me. Chris Evans. The, okay, Chris Pratt is the one Chris that Evans, I... like, literally makes my heart skip a beat. Like, it's so it's random. So... He is just, to it's... me, he is a blank canvas. He's no. Like... <laughs> no, I, I do not like He starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I just, I... okay. Oh, just Chris him. Pratt is the one I find personally the hottest because he looks the most like Matt Damon in We Bought a Zoo, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the hottest, <laughs> hottest version of a man that's ever existed. I just have to specific. Matt no, Damon's you're going hot, to... but him? No, him in We Bought a Zoo when he just looks like a kind of semi-chubby dad. He, it's like, I can't explain how hot okay, I find what? that. Matt that Damon. is not yeah. the hottest iteration of Mark, Mac Damon. It's a hottest iteration to me. And Chris Pratt is exactly like Yeah, but he's that. like a little bit of a chubby dad with a bad yeah. haircut. Yeah, so hot, so amazing. He was so safe in that movie, so kind and safe to the zoo animals. I can't really remember what the plot was, but anyway. Um, but him, him and he buys a zoo and Scarlett Johansson's there for some reason. Yeah, he's just really cute and I just really love Matt I mean, Damon. No, I, Matt I feel Damon's, like he'd be an amazing dad. Just Oh my God, I agree. Matt Damon's alone. hot and beautiful. I love Matt Damon, yeah. but I'm like... But anyway, like not at his hottest Pratt and we, sorry. has the most Matt Damon in We Bought a Zoo energy, which is how I like gauge. It's the slightly chubby, yeah. not that good looking vibe. Yeah, Even but though like, Matt Damon is really good looking. Yeah. It's just like, I that. feel like it's yeah. this weird charm or something that they have. And Chris Pratt, okay, this is my Chris Pratt turning point theory. Okay. He became insufferable after he broke up with Anna Faris. Yeah. When he was like a little bit chubby and funny on Parks and Rec, and then he got like buff and hot for Jurassic World and Guardians of the Galaxy. That was his peak, like that three-year period Mm -hmm. where he was still the kind of goofy, funny guy, and then he randomly got a good body, and you're like, oh, my God, Chris Pratt's hot now. And then, yeah, yeah, and then, but he was still funny and, like, you know, like had that charm, and then he broke up with her, and then, like, fucking six months later was engaged to this new woman who apparently just spends her time on E! News Instagram. Um, And she just seems like basic as fuck in comparison to Anna Faris, and then, like... He, I don't know how. They just how, both but, love God. Yeah, I don't know how, but yeah. he seemed to become like way more religious than anyone had ever known him to be. Even mm-hmm. if he previously was that religious, he didn't really know about it. And then no. um, this weird discourse about like if he was a Trump voter or not kept starting to come up. And yeah. I was like, can you just take me back to like the good yeah. old Chris Bratt from, from Guardians of the Galaxy 1? Yeah. Because I think, I, I think, wanted. yeah, I think him and Anna, is it Anna Faris or Anna Faris? Anna, I think. Anna. Yeah. Him and Anna Faris, um, if you don't know Anna Faris, she was in The House Bunny and like, yeah. and like, um, what is it, Scary Movie. And she's just yeah. amazing. I think everyone loves Anna Faris. And yeah. I think that's why they, if they were like that classic Hollywood couple that just yeah. like people love because they're both cute and they're both funny and like, they're yeah, just, yeah. they just, they were great. a really good couple. Yeah, they were. And so they broke up and just to give people context. So he married, um, Catherine Schwarzenegger, who is, I don't know if her dad is on Schwarzenegger or her uncle's on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Something like that. I don't know. She's related to him. Um, anyway, he, so the reason people are now saying he's a Trump supporter or suggesting that he might be the various there's various criticisms against him. One of them is that the church that he's quite passionate about and follows is called Zoe Church, and it's run by the ex Hillsong founder, mm. um, who and like Hillsong is quite openly 
anti-LGBTQ in the sense that they won't, they basically said that they, not like their members, they, none of their like members and open, I think it's a members are openly gay and they don't have any, um, none of the people higher ups basically in Hillsong are gay and they wouldn't put anyone right, in a higher okay. position if they were gay. So it's very like they're yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking gross. So Zoe Church, I'm not sure if Zoe Church is openly anti-LGBTQ, LGBTQ, but there's assumptions that it is. Right. Because where's, it's the Hillsong founder. parallel drawn between him and then being a Trump voter? So, um, so <laughs> he made a joke earlier this month on Instagram about voting. Because you know how yeah. celebrities are like all up in people's faces yeah. about voting? And he made a joke about celebrities telling everyone to vote. Which right. was kind of funny. Like he was like, I'm not, you know, yeah. about celebrities saying that. But then he was like, but you should vote for like this random animated movies movie he's in now. Oh, That's right. That's the best picture or something. Anyway. Right. And there's this kind of discourse around him being apolitical and he hasn't endorsed anyone and he hasn't openly yeah. not endorsed Trump. Although his wife has endorsed Biden, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger was a Republican. Anyway. Yeah. But this is what I love is that someone, I don't know who did it, mm. went through all of the people that he follows on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and basically he follows Ben Shapiro. Oh, interesting. He follows like a random Republican politician. He follows PragerU or PragerU, I don't know how to say it, but it's some kind of conservative yeah. organization, as well as Turning Point USA, which advocates for conservatism in schools. So he's probably a conservative, but like whether yeah. or not he's a Trump supporter is another thing, because you can yeah. be a conservative without being pro-Trump, which yeah. I think his wife endorsing Biden probably suggests probably just says, like yeah. he, he more probably... low-key Christian conservatives. Um, yeah, I can imagine he's like a traditional, yeah, Christian conservative, previous Republican kind of voter and now maybe we'll yeah. vote Biden because he's basically just a traditional Republican anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like the, the Chris Pratt downfall is one of the saddest things. Um, I agree. That's happened in Hollywood, particularly to that sort of Avengers cast because he used to be so charming and cute and I now know. he's kind of, and like, I mean, he's weird obviously, and Christian. Yeah. Got the same personality and like no hate to the man practicing his faith or whatever, but he's lost his like, I don't know, Joie de Vivre, his charisma or something. He doesn't yeah, feel no, like the cutie pie that he was. He was, he had cutie by dad bod vibes. Yeah. And oh, I, think, I loved him. I know. So did I. But the whole, like, I remember, like, loving him in Guardians of the Galaxy because he's so yeah. funny. And both you and I love um, Avengers Marvel movies, movies and yeah. Avengers movies. That's our big, like, dirty secret. We're no, I don't. I mean, like I'm. Like, Marvel. Like, love yeah, Marvel. But people love Marvel. I feel like that's not. Anyway, yeah. another topic for another time. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I feel like he. He used to be like the good guy, the cute guy, um, yeah. and now and because when I, I started reading more about him after watching Guardians of Ga the Galaxy and finding out that he's like mm. like people assume he's like in a church that's anti LGBTQ mm. and just like stuff and I'm like oh you're just really full on Christian you mm. post about your wife and how much you both love God and like no hate to Christians but like kind of ruins that's... celebrities when they're like super religious Do you yeah because I mean? I'm I, just I guess either, anyway it would ruin a celebrity Christian. Muslim, Jewish, whatever it would be. It's when someone's extremely devoted to religion, you're like, oh, I feel like you don't have enough time to for me. Yeah, no, it's but it's also just like, oh, I just don't. Can you not? Like, I'm yeah. fine if you. I don't know that maybe that's bad, but like, I'm like, if, I'm fine if you practice in your own time. Like, you can be mm. as fucking religious as you want, mm. but 
when I love a celebrity and they start like preaching on their Instagram and they're like really yeah. advocates for religion, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. It's just a bit like, I just don't want to, I don't yeah. know. There's, I feel like there's, I mean, this is a different conversation, but there's been a huge pivot back to like um, sort of really dedicated religion and like in celebrities particularly, I find it very interesting. Like the mm. resurgence of like a really intense dedicated Christianity specifically just because it's usually American. Um, yeah. Like a lot of like Justin Bieber, Kanye, Kardashians, mm. the rapper, like so uh, plenty of people are so are really like reconnecting with religion um, in this sort of really intense way that I don't think we've seen for a very long time, at least in celebrity culture um, coming out of sort of like the 2000s era, which was being very like self-branded focused. And now I feel like maybe people are so exasperated by um having to constantly be like looking at yourself and and projecting a version of yourself that's like publicly um uh palatable or whatever mm-hmm. that people have started to go i need something higher because i've achieved every great height in the world and i still have this like you know <laughs> yeah i still have this hole this emptiness and like yeah. I, I honestly think that that's probably what it is yeah. for a lot of them and it seems off-putting to us because like we've never reached the highest the top of the highest mountain and then realized that there's nothing there do you know what i mean it's yeah. sort of like i feel like it's off we're kind of like okay slow down it's a bit intense or whatever but they're like um looking to fulfill something that like they were promised was going to happen if you achieve that they would the become an actual god yeah they, basically like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they have to reckon with the fact that that's not real and so it becomes this sort of new lifelong dedication to something else that i guess is outside of themselves which maybe probably brings them a bit of comfort i don't know mm. i anyway. think i mean what did you think about i think you're right about that like what did you think before we move on about mm. the whole i don't know if you've read many articles about this but it was kind of turned into this like social justice thing about how like all the celebrities coming to chris pratt's defense i saw this had yeah. never come to the defense of others when they were like actually brie larson or something yeah brie larson with marvel and stuff I can't think of any of the other examples, but like yeah. other people who had been like quite openly trolled and bullied online. Mm, and I just yeah. kind of thought it's probably because they're actually like friends with him and Catherine, like yeah, you said, like I, Catherine Schwarzenegger yeah. commented on it for whatever reason. Yeah. I think they're probably, I think that he's probably just like their good mate. I feel like he'd probably be quite a cool person to hang out with. Cause he's yeah, they're probably just like, oh, he's our friend. And like, since I personally have like started getting online hate, I can yeah. kind of understand. <laughs> Hannah's getting hate on our TikToks. Yeah, guys. Talking I'm, shit about Demi our... Lovato. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, honestly, I never expect, like all the things I say, I just kind of like say shit, but I never expected my, my cr- critiques of Demi Lovato's career to become the, um, the thing that would I know deliver my first hate comments, you know. Well, the funniest part is that you say probably zero offensive things every single episode, and I say upwards of a hundred every single episode, <laughs> and somehow you're the one getting the hate. That's what will happen. I'll I'll be the one that like yeah. gets cancelled first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, should we move oh, on? I don't know how we got onto the um full-on religious no i love it though i think it's great okay before we move on this is a really random episode but yeah let's move on i'm fine with it um the word from our sponsor uh this episode was brought to you by the sweatshop that those free melbourne t-shirts are made in (laughs) so yeah that's funny thanks (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm just gonna take this uh panel in for okay are you okay are you doing okay Mm. 
Everyone just entertain yourselves for a minute. We're going to leave this in. You mm. drinking from your mouth? Oh, yeah, this is being left in. Um, okay, so <laughs> you guys may have heard of Quibi. It says it's Quibi, right? Yeah, Quibi. 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 Quibi or whatever. Quibi. Well, you've heard Quibi. of Quibi now. Um, <laughs> sorry. Quibi. This, it's a streaming service that was set up with programs that went from between five and 10 minutes and were specifically designed to be watched on smartphone screens. It launched like maybe eight months ago to a lot of fanfare and it hosted like a range of different content with big stars like Liam Hemsworth, Chrissy Teigen and Steven Spielberg, I think, um, produced something. And it also yeah. uh, had lots of reboots of popular formats, uh, one of them being punked. Um, well, news broke a couple of days ago that after the, just a few months that Quibi had been operating, it is now shutting down so that they can return cash to their shareholders and say goodbye to our talented colleagues with grace. Um, basically, I guess just meaning that they didn't want to bleed themselves dry to the point mm. where they couldn't give anyone a nice, like, redundancy package. Mm. Um, so this obviously opened up the conversation for us um, about Quibi itself, but also about the amount and quality of streaming services, plus the effect that streaming is having on content, whether that be good or bad. Um, yep. Did you ever use Quibi? No. Did you? No. Mm. I saw ads. Pretty telling. Yeah. No, I, I saw a lot of ads for it. I think if people, you've for those who don't know, so it was six months that Quibi has been around for. It launched yeah. on like 6th of April. Right. And the general consensus around why it kind of didn't work is that it was sort of designed around being watched on people's commute. So that's sort right. of what, that's what they have blamed the mm. failure for is for the fact that they released on April 6th just as lockdown started and because people aren't commuting anymore, there was no real need for them to have short form content. Um, so... Yeah, I never watched it, but it was on, I know, like, heaps of ads were on, like, YouTube and Instagram yeah. and stuff, and I saw a lot of ads about the um, Chrissy Teigen's yeah. Chrissy's Court and, like, also Nicole Richie's show, which I actually really yeah. wanted to watch Nikki Fresh because I fucking love Nicole Richie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I found that interesting that they sort of blamed it on that and uh, they yeah. sort of – about the fact that it was designed to be for a commute, but I'm like, I kind of feel like – YouTube and TikTok. Mm -hmm. If anyone wants to watch short form videos, they can do it's, that for free on their exactly on I, I, other platforms on platforms that they know and trust and mm. sort of well, one don't have to pay for, but also offer the charm that is unique to most online short form content, mm. which is the scalability of production. You know, you can watch a, a girl in her bedroom doing her makeup and it has 24 views or you can watch you know a jimmy kimmel online only you know really high production value skit with harry styles kind of thing like yeah. there's you know there's a huge disparity but you but i think but i mean they obviously blamed it on lockdown and and coronavirus because that's an easier out for them than actually having to like internally acknowledge that the the format just doesn't work yeah, I think because um, they did say they. I don't have the exact quote, but the mm -hmm. so the founders of it were Jerry Katzenberg, who uh, I don't know if that's exactly how you say his name, but he was co-founded. He co-founded DreamWorks and was the CEO of Disney in the nineties, and then it was as well as Meg Whitman, who was the CEO of eBay as well as HP, like the computer yeah. Hewlett Packard or however you say it. Yeah. Um, 
and they originally pitched it as like the best of Silicon Valley and Hollywood. So it was like right. meant to be this new tech thing. It had 1.75 billion US, US dollars yeah. um, from investors behind it. It had so much money and though yeah. they're both billionaires. So um, they had a lot of backing. Well, they had, like yeah, was... they had every um, sort of assurance that it was going to go well in terms yeah. of uh, financial security. And then they used that money to get the biggest names they could yeah. possibly get. But what I found interesting is like that from the get go, I mean, I know they, they relaunched shows like punked, but like for the most part, all no, well really, cause it was still an original Quibi production. So all yeah. of the shows that they launched with were original shows. And like, even though Netflix and Stan and Amazon prime have their own original shows now, those came yeah. after like, you know, drawing people in yeah. with shows that they already knew and loved that yeah. they could then watch online or watch and a, reruns and a of big it library of different of different. Yeah, like you go, I can go to Netflix and fucking watch you know reruns of Friends or whatever, or like mm. these classic shows. Yeah, um, and then they sort of took a bit of a risk. So Netflix first did that with House of Cards in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, but it was a risk. And I think yeah. Quibi kind of going off the back of all this money, they were hoping that all of the big names would be enough. the draw card. Mm. But I just don't know if that's... Because the other thing is they've... Sorry, it's not my microphone. But they've gone with like five to ten minute videos. So sh like really sure. trying to like change the way in which we mm. want... In the way we stream. Because typically the way we stream is like long form content and we watch mm. hours of it. We binge it. Whereas having five to ten minute episodes is geared around the idea that we actually want to watch whole episodes of things in between yeah. our train stops on our commute. Um yeah, but I think if you're the only thing you're banking on that will draw people in is the talent, it's like, is that, it's just, I just it's, don't think it was enough. Well, like, well, I don't think it was enough either. And like, yeah. I think no one wants to watch a short film on a good day. No, alone, I don't want short films. No. And that's what that really was because like, yeah. if it was a drama. It was essentially a short film, five to 10 minutes. Yeah. That wasn't, you know, it's not really enough to be invested episodically in something. Despite, you know, they could have 25 fucking chapters or whatever they call it, but they're still yeah. five to 10 minutes. It's, 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 um, a very short amount of time for you to be has, invested in. It has to have like the like, start and the peak. And yeah, the, it has yeah, to yeah. Story has to tell a whole story exactly. in such a short amount of time. Um, and I feel like like they missed the point. Um, that the short people, what the sorry, the short content people want to watch, which is what you were saying, like YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff, are, are entertaining because they are low budget and they often star the individual who's creating them, and mm. they work to build a long term relationship between the content creator, the platform, and the audience. Mm. And so a lot of stuff on Quibi, I would have, and I'm not sure about you, happily watched on YouTube, but yeah. no one's going to seek out like a separate app that also doesn't work on desktop, I don't think. I think it only was on mobile. I'm pretty sure Quibi was only on mobile. Um, Quibi just seems kind of arrogant. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and, like, I feel like, like it really, just, like... It took all the building blocks of YouTube with none yeah. of the charm. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it just tried to inject money into stuff. Um, and it didn't... Like, it didn't doesn't just work because there's money there. You know, yeah. there, like, I don't know. Um, I think that, yeah, they sort of missed the mark in terms of understanding why low budget content is so entertaining to watch in small online, you know, bites or whatever, um, in short form content, um, as well as high production value content, but it's the charm of the platform that you're on and the fact that it's all available there at once or something. It just mm. felt like, like, and cause they didn't have a library there of other content. 
um, yeah. that you knew that you liked. So yeah. it was kind of, it was just not worth paying for. No, I think, and the, the other thing is um, about paying for it is like, so they were charging, and if this is in US dollars, so it was $8 a month for no ads. So that's about 12 bucks Australian, which yeah. is quite expensive. Like that's, yeah. I know like Binge, the other new streaming platform in Australia, yeah. and Binge's draw card, which I've actually started paying for, Binge's draw card is that it's like owned by Telstra, so it gives you all of the Foxtel shows. So you can watch yeah. HBO on Binge, which is like... It's, it, everyone... Binge has a decent library. It just doesn't have subtitles. Have you noticed that? Doesn't it? No. Oh, that's the annoying. The Wire is on Binge. Highly yeah. recommend, probably the best television show ever created. Like, really honest to God. The Wire is HBO, right? Yep. That's Binge's draw subtitles. card. Binge's yeah. only draw card is HBO. HBO. Like, anyone who's ever loved an HBO show knows how difficult it is, it is to, to like, watch them. just stream an HBO yeah. show. You can't stream it anywhere. You either pay for Foxtel or you have to buy the actual mm. show or illegally download, obviously. Mm. Um, so it was $12 Australian, so eight dollars a month US for no ads, and then five bucks a month with ads. So bullshit! Did you have yeah, to pay for it with ads? Yes, yes. Oh, it was wow. five, and that's five dollars US, which I think I don't know exactly would that's work out. Seven probably to, or eight. Yeah, eight dollars maybe. Mm. But you know, that's with ads. Like that's it's whack. Just I didn't arrogant. Know that. No, I know. When I read that, because I thought Kubi was free. It was free for the first ninety days. So they gave a really long trial right. period which is exactly what apple apple tv has done well it's still going any... it's like no no no. it doesn't end until february now oh my god yeah, mine ends in november i think it's like a well, year you get i a got year an free. email from them literally two days ago maybe because i bought the new iphone being like because hey. i know no one's watching yeah, <laughs> you've got, well, yeah. No, and that is i would love to talk about their streaming service because that just shows you can throw billions of dollars at yeah. something and it's not gonna fucking work. Like it's yeah. just that you still have to have talent and decent story. You can't yeah. just throw piles of cash at shit anyway. Mm. Sorry, but that, and I think no, no, it's fine. I think like five dollars a month for something with ads is it's like we that's know, out of control. Yeah, we know that like okay, if I'm using Facebook the for free, mm. the deal that I get is ads. Like mm. I can use anything for free, but either my data's being sold or there's going to be ads. Yeah. Um, to think that there's a service I can pay for but still get, get ads. ads. That's out insane it's to me. It's just like such – it's just like they just didn't – it just feels like that's so – I know if you pay for Foxtel, you get ads, but Foxtel's a very traditional platform and even the, mm. like, Foxtel, I assume at some point will be – gone Go which is why we have foxtel now like they've yeah. pivoted they know that people want to stream stuff yeah. online um but yeah eventually I just... also foxtel now will just fold into binge because it's the right. same service right um you just get one binge is just have better branding really. yeah yeah um anyway yeah that's i found that interesting about the paying for ads I was that's like, crazy i can't that just seems so especially for their audience the audience that they're yeah. going for a young people obviously yeah. people who watch Our, like millennials and gen z yeah yeah and like those audiences are so like we our heartbeats in the same rhythm as the internet if that makes sense like mm -hmm. we are so in tune with the internet like everything we do we understand every nuance um and like the even the th thought process that like goes through your head in a split second of seeing an ad on paid content is so wildly like at odds or something with what you expect because it's not how you operate and how, how the internet functions. It's yeah. automatic rejection. You expect to be able like, to enjoy content yeah. without being interrupted, <sighs> except for YouTube. And I still am not used to ads on YouTube. After I have ad blocker. I don't see mm -hmm. any ads on YouTube. Because <gasps> I remember when ads first came out on YouTube. You're one of the only other people I know who, like, 
loves watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I love YouTube. I've watched it since I was like yeah, you I know, I, since I really 2007, yeah. you know. Yeah, same. Yeah. And when ads first came on YouTube, I was like, what the fuck? Like yeah. couldn't fucking believe that they they were showing yeah. me ads, which is obviously like how else are you going to monetize it? Yeah. The thing um, with YouTube, though, which is interesting, is creators place their ads and choose how many ads they want. Do they videos. really? Yeah. So, like, they I have it was the, just automatic. No, so they have the power to be like, I want a mid mid video ad. I just want one at the start. Obviously, they make more money the more ads they have on. So it just kind of mm. depends mm. Um, on the creator. But I think that helps as well to build that sort of um, connection again between content creator and audience. Because mm. you know, you may follow someone who's really sort of uh, has a lot of integrity with their content and doesn't want to put ads on or whatever. Like, like Tanamojo. Does she? I can't no. imagine. That. <laughs> that was a joke for anyone yeah. who gets Tanamojo. Anyway. No, I, yeah. I get her, but I was like, maybe she is. Like, maybe she makes money from OnlyFans and doesn't put YouTube ads. <laughs> um, no. Nah. Oh, I just meant her having integrity is hard. Oh, right, right, right. Mm. But anyway, um, keep going. Sorry. Anyway, no, no. I just think that that's such a weird oversight on their behalf. I know. Um, I know it's so weird when like people with heaps of money make these decisions and you're just like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. And somehow no one said, oh, I just flicked myself in the, yeah. in the face, but like VCs invested in it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. people paid for this thing to happen. Obviously they raised like almost $2 billion US. Mm. So it's like people thought this was going to work. They really did. And it's yeah. like, maybe if, if if um, COVID hadn't happened and people were still commuting, maybe it would have worked, but I'm still skeptical. I'm like, I've had a commute and I wouldn't, I don't think. It's too much commitment for a commute. Yeah. I'm like a commute. I want to be like, I'll listen to a podcast. I either got to commit to like a whole bit, like an hour. Yeah. But the idea of watching something between train stops, a whole episode, I'm like, I don't want that. I want to delve into long form content. Like, yeah. I'd rather watch Netflix on the train if I have to. Like it's. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah I, I just have no idea how they thought that it would work. I mean, kind of seems like people who aren't didn't grow up with the internet not getting it. Yeah, but pretty much. I yeah. think that's probably it. Even though that probably maybe sounds like a naive or stupid position to take, I think it's sim. It is a simple thing to say, but it's true. It's um, I don't know. You're like what you just said is stupid. Um, but no, no, I, <laughs> no, I it agree does feel, with you. Yeah, it does it, feel it like feels simplistic. Like such a, yeah. yeah, but it, I think it is true Old when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you have any thoughts on just like, you know, Quibi, but also just other streaming services and how they've sort of changed, I guess, our consumption habits of, um, content and things mm. like that? Well, I guess the, the main th- one of the main things that like streaming has changed and, um, not just streaming, but like being able to download TV mm. shows and stuff is appointment viewing which yeah. basically just refers to having to watch a TV show at a specific time on a specific channel. So like how I used to watch Charmed every Thursday night at 8.30. Like yeah. that was the only time I could watch Charmed and that's like the appointment viewing yeah. session that I could watch it in. And if I missed it, I missed it. So it makes you much yeah. more like chained to this particular schedule yeah. of when and how the um, the network or the, the people who made the show yeah. want you to watch it. But, like, that's basically, I mean, it's not quite a thing of the past, like, apart from reality TV shows and news. Yeah. But for the most part, and I think eventually that will just go away. Yeah. I think streaming is kind of how it is now. Yeah, I think so too. But I think that in itself, appointment viewing has just, like, fundamentally, the fact that we no longer have to do that, it puts, it means that the way in which we watch television has just completely changed because we have way more agency over like when and how we watch things. Yeah. So 
I agree. I think it's actually made viewers worse. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. and I know that we that sounds bad. We have too much control. Yeah, control. I actually mm. think like for pe- people having too much, um, yeah, too much say in what they watch is bad. Like I, that sounds terrible. And I know that like I work in the industry, so everyone's gonna be like, you're just bitter and rah rah. But like you're like I want to put honestly, yeah, I, I want just more think, power. In my yeah, life. exactly. But I think you know, obviously, <laughs> there's the given sort of um problems with the fact that when you're when it's appointment viewing or just scheduled by a network and you don't have a choice over what you're watching like certain people can then control the kind of content that you're going to see obviously that's an issue and whatever but i just think audiences audiences are generally better audience when audiences when they don't have as much choice so like they're more inclined to watch different things that will either expand your horizons or introduce you maybe a new style like you just you used to sit down at the TV and you you were told what you were going to watch and you watched yeah. it. And, like, mm. you know, um, I feel like it made audiences as a whole, like, a more sort of holistic and engaged group, you know. Now that you can just watch, like, endless amounts of C-grade content um, in one particular niche that appeals to you, like, it stops you ever going beyond that niche and and it also changes the way stories are told like people because there's such a disgusting amount of content um that isn't necessarily good uh and that's kind of like almost netflix's like whole thing they actually yeah, don't want the content of it and not much of, of it and good. it's not that good but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter because people are still paying right so if they put cheap shit out there it doesn't matter because you still paid for the subscription whether or not the show was good or bad but yeah because i won't watch i won't even watch the new shit i'll just keep watching vampire diaries like, yeah exactly yeah. and like people sort of you know now because viewing habits have changed so much you, you expect to be sitting on the edge of your seat Mm-hmm. Um, or you expect to be constantly entertained by like ludicrous storylines or whatever the fuck you're I- interested in. You expect like a certain thing rather than actually like committing to storytelling one way or the other kind of thing. So like, because you can easily literally click off of one thing. If there's like literally 15 seconds of something that you're like, no, I'm kind of over it. You can leave. Whereas you didn't do that on TV. So you would actually stick out something and potentially watch something that you might've been iffy about at the start. And then suddenly like, um, have come to really enjoy and appreciate. And, you know, you, people just don't invest the time in anything anymore, which I find really sad because I think, like, some of the greatest examples of narrative storytelling for the screen do require investment from audiences, at least at the start, before, um, you know, it gets really good or whatever. And I think that's something that we kind of might lose, which makes mm. me sad. I mean, I think... I don't know if I necessarily... I agree with you in the sense that, like... That has sort of, I think, because people get decision decision fatigue. I know I do. Yeah, like, definitely. Just speaking from personal experience, every time I open up Netflix, I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. bear the thought of having to spend, you know, fucking twenty minutes to half an hour figuring out what Choosy, to watch, which is yeah. why I watch the same thing. It's why exactly. I'm continually exactly. watching Gossip Girl. I watch Vampire Diaries because I watched those shows growing up. It, yeah, and or, it's not even also sorry to interrupt you, but it's not even just okay. watching the same. Uh, style of content in that you watch like teen dramas it's the exact same content the same teen teen dramas over and over again because it's like because there's nothing forcing you to do anything else yeah and i I have and that's not to say i haven't watched new shows but i do think because i know that there's just the volume of content on netflix because there's just so much of it i just i'm just like i just 
unless I find a show like The Good Place, which I mm. loved, like I do occasionally watch new shows. I'm like, but I am mostly watching Gossip Girl. Yeah. Um, is like unless I find something specific that stands out, I'll just watch the same thing. And I think yeah. you're right in the sense that it that it means that like the bid for people's attention is so different. It's mm. like you're having to basically convince the viewer that this yeah. new thing to watch is worth, worth their time. And I think like. It, I always find it interesting, like, when I look at Netflix, I'm, like, the way they change the, like, cards, the, like, display mm-hmm. cards that shows to you, I'm, like, are they split-testing that to, like, see which card yeah. I'm more likely to it click depends. on? It's... Yeah, it all depends mm. on what you engage with more. You'll yeah. get a different card. Yeah, um, and I think, yeah. I guess the other thing that's interesting with Netflix and the same with, like, YouTube, so mm. the YouTube algorithm, and if anyone listens to Reply All, you know that you'll know this because they talked about it recently, but um, YouTube basically changed their algorithm at one point, I think in, like, the early 2010s, where they they changed it so that they the aim of the algorithm was to keep people on the platform for as long as possible. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what's made forced videos that's why the videos are longer now it's yeah. like all of those because videos were once like three minute snippets mm. and then people would leave whereas now it's like they go for fucking 25 minutes of vlog because yeah. it goes to 25 minutes um but the same tick uh not tiktok netflix is the same i mean they're yeah. all like this is they want pe- they want people to be on the platform yeah for as long as possible and i think that that in itself has also just fundamentally changed the way in which definitely stories are told on the show so like you're getting an entire series in one day because they're like we want you to binge that. Yeah. We want you to watch all of that in one hit. Yeah. And I think that means that, like, once upon a time that they would create an episode knowing that you're watching it in one hit and they want yeah. you to, they want you so desperate to come back the next yeah. week to find out what happens. Whereas yeah. now they're like, we know they're going to find out. They'll still do the cliffhanger because they want yeah. you to, like, be like, fuck, I've got to watch another episode just yeah. to find out what that is. But it does mean that, like, because... It changes the storytelling beats as well. Right, because it's yeah. being watched in, like, a fucking 10-hour sitting. So exactly. they're, like, it's just different. It's, like, it's the different. way the story is. There's no ad breaks. Is... There's no, yeah. you don't have to break things up necessarily by, like, A, B, and C storylines, like, mm. traditionally you might do because it's, like, you're not taking breaks from, like, for five minutes and watching ads and coming back and so mm. needing to, like, jump into something else. And so I mean, they still have, obviously, the overarching themes, but, like, there's even things like certain references or words or that could be said only at certain times of the day or like advertisers right. that's, can't, yeah, that's you know, d- make fun of these kind of products because that's the main advertiser for the show. <laughs> and like, there's just like a lot of stuff that like used to be taken into consideration, which I mm. think made TV better because people had, people always, I think feel like anything is always better when it's in, has parameters because it makes mm-hmm. it more creative. Um, and it means you have to work a lot harder and you get something that's much closer to perfect rather than being like, let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Let's right. Reese Witherspoon, $10 billion and see what happens. <laughs> like that's literally what every streaming service. That's is. what Quibi did. Yeah. They, gave, they apparently gave Reese Witherspoon $6 million yeah. to do a voiceover of a nature series. Yeah. Which is like, what? Yeah, I don't exactly. want to watch that just because Reese Witherspoon yeah. is talking. I'll watch something with Reese Witherspoon in it, but not yeah. because she's, anyway, I agree. No, yeah. but. Anyway, um, we should probably move on because we've been going yeah. for a while. Um, all right. Okay. All right, we're going to do a quick 25 words or less. Uh, yeah, which you would have heard before. It's when we say a, a topic and then the other person has to answer their opinion on it in 25 words or less. Um, yes, but 
uh, you're like, we need to quickly finish this yeah. episode. Um, Mainly because I'm my like, gallbladder. My gallbladder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, but the other thing is with this is like, I decided that we could be able to do over 25 words or oh, less. Oh, right. Right. I forgot if about If we that. think Sorry. it's funny, but you're like, fuck, please don't. Um, yep. so, <laughs> okay. And one time I'm like, less. Okay. Okay. Less. okay let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay. Pink hair, but not like the soft pink, but like bright fluorescent pink. Like bright pink. Don't ask me questions like that. You know what I think about that. I don't know. Well, I have. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you you put me in an awkward position because then I have to. I I, I just I can't not be honest about that. Yeah, well, be honest then. Yeah, I can't do it. Okay, it's not an option for me. Not okay. on anyone. Not just on mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> people in their twenties that can't wash dishes properly. I have empathy for you because maybe you were never taught. Mm. but you should have learnt by now. Yeah. And if I have to live with you, mm. <laughs> that's all. You got... Oh, it's my turn. Lip piercings. No. Okay. I, you're telling a lot about me, a lot about yourself. All of mine are... <laughs> you know that... you'll be like... Oh, yeah. Soft <laughs> suitcases, not the shell hard suitcases, the soft suitcases. Oh, I have one. Are they bad? No, I'm just wondering. Some people are like really one way or the other. What do you think? I don't really care. I prefer the hard one, hard like shell oh, ones. I don't know that was even a thing. Hard two cases. No, I knew they were a thing. I just mean oh. like I didn't know they were like. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, there's no rivalry really. I just the hard at... suitcase. I think hard suitcases are a thing of like, like the nineties. No, they're way more popular now. Think about like shell suitcases. That yeah, are, like... the little like trolley ones. All suitcases. Why would you get a hard one? I actually know. Uh, I think you know I'm like what I'm talking like a Samsonite suitcase. I know what you're talking about. I'm just thinking. I know what you're talking about. Like I just when I think of a hard shell suitcase, I think of either like a. <laughs> Sorry, I think of either like a really you're like sitting there going, she doesn't know which hard suitcase. <laughs> either like a photo. small one that's like like a carry-on. Like, a business carry, carry on. on, yeah. Or I think of like the ones that I grew up with. I remember we had these two massive hard shell ones, but they're like only had one wheel. Like they were terribly designed because they're from like the eighties yeah. or something. No, my mum will message on. me about this. Definitely. No, I know they have, but I'm like, mix, yeah. I just feel like since then I'm like, my my suitcase is always soft. I just don't know why you would get a hard one. Like why? It's annoying. It's too hard. Why would you get a hard one? They're more durable, I guess. Like they can be thrown. You know, they don't. But they're um... less flexible. Yeah, look, I don't know. It was just like it was just a twenty-five word or less thing. So I mean, um, <laughs> what would you do? But I'd like, get a you... hard one because there's nice, expensive suitcases are like all hard shell now. My favorite thing is Blair. One of my favorite Blair Waldorf quotes is her going, "I would never take advice from someone who carries a Samsonite." <laughs> <laughs> you say that. Fair enough. It's so specific, and I'm like, okay. Anyway, um, sorry everyone, uh, and to you, Sarah, rockabilly style. No comment. Okay. That's how I feel about it. There's okay. always one contestant every year on MasterChef who's rockabilly <laughs> and their name's like Penelope <laughs> and they're specialising cooking with like beer. Um, okay. Yeah. This one's along the lines of yours. Short fringes. I'm just trying to think if I know anyone with a short fringe. You do. Who? 
I'm not going to say. Who do I know on the show? Oh, no, I feel bad. Wait, not anymore, but has had. Okay, well. Um, love them. <laughs> yeah, love them. They're so pretty. Um, no, I, I don't like short fringes. I'm very sorry. No hate. Just personally wouldn't get one. I, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like in pain, so oh, I I'm think sorry. We have to I'm sign sorry. Okay, okay. Episode, it's fine. You don't need to apologise to me. It's all right. I, I'm the one punching you in the gut. Like, yeah, it's not your yeah. fault. You didn't invent my gallbladder. It's I know, but good. you talked for about 17 minutes about hearts. Like, anyway, comment let's... below, below. Uh, comment on below. on whatever we fucking post. <laughs> in the show notes. It, what kind of suitcase you use? Yeah, soft touch. Okay, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.